Hey everyone, welcome to Still With You. I'm your host, Coley Browning, and I am beyond excited that you are here joining me for another episode of the podcast. Before introducing the friend for this week's episode, I want to share with you that the music you're listening to in the background is an original from my friend, Christy Masing. You can find more of her music and ways to connect with her by visiting her website, christymasing.com. Okay, so how many of you all ever turn to a YouTube video or a specific channel to laugh, be emotionally moved, or to find motivation? I often need all three of these things, and I always turn to my friend, Autumn Lachey. Autumn is a fantastic YouTuber, encouraging speaker that has influenced my life and countless others through her channel. Her videos present humor, spontaneity, scripture, authenticity, and a whole picture of how life with Jesus is always better. You will love Autumn's honesty and spunk in this conversation as we talk about her story of overcoming anxiety, finding peace, dating, as well as discovering her voice by creating videos. If you've not already subscribed to her YouTube channel, by the end of this episode, you will be. It is my honor to welcome to the show my beautiful friend who's blessed with many gifts, Autumn Lachey. Welcome, Autumn. <laughs> First of all, we gotta get the giggles out real quick. I'm gonna do my sharp Okay, I'm good. Okay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm, I'm so s- proud to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. So you're the first YouTuber that I've ever... And yeah. is that what I should call you? Is it like vlogger, Oh YouTuber? my goodness. I'm not a vlogger because vloggers, I feel like, go about their daily life and hold the camera. My camera weighs like 10 pounds. I feel like if I did that, um, I'd have a really, really built arm. <laughs> and I don't have time for that in the first place. But no, you could just... You could call me a YouTuber. I don't... I guess call myself a YouTuber? a YouTuber who doesn't like labels. Right? <laughs> like the new generation. I'm not a YouTuber, but I am a YouTuber. Yeah. You can call me a YouTuber. <laughs> so how long have you been doing that? So it's crazy because it's not like I consistently started at a set date and just kept going every few weeks from that point on. I started when I was around like 19 and I actually started vlogging. You can't see all of those videos now. I took them down. You have them hidden. Very, very cringy. (laughs) I was just like, I I don't know. Like, I just want to do something and have an outlet because I knew I loved to talk, which is a blessing and a curse. And I was like, nobody's going to watch it. So I can just talk to this camera. Nobody's going to be paying attention anyway. I can just be this loser in my room just spatting off. So I actually made it about like makeup and stuff at first Mm -hmm. because... Around that time was when everybody was coming a professional makeup artist all of a oh, sudden yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> it was 15, 2015. Yeah, and that's yeah. when all that started, yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah, like around my senior year, first year of college. And it wasn't until maybe a year ago when I finally started actually doing videos about, you know, my relationship with God and my faith because I felt it on my heart. And I was like, okay, like this is something I care about if I'm going to make videos and actually do it. It's got to be something that really means something to me or I won't do it forever. When you first started, did you have like a sole mission? Like when you started taking it a little bit more seriously? Yeah. When I started taking it more seriously, I thought about it in the context of what I want to be seen as. And that was someone that built their life around God. Mm -hmm. A huge thing around Christians in general is that we're judgmental. And that we're not supportive of other people, especially with like gay rights and everything going on. And it was hard because I felt like a lot of Christians, things were being said and it was just going back and forth. Like with the Starbucks and the red cups thing. (laughs) Like I was like, I just want people to know 
that I'm just put here to love you no matter what. No matter what your decisions are, no matter what. Like, even my decisions. Mm -hmm. And so, no matter what, I mean, people can take me as they want. But I just want people to know, like, hey, I don't care where you've been. I just want to meet you in those places. Like, God met me in those places. And, like, love you or give you a hug. I don't know. Or a high five. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You talk about some really hard topics. Like, you're only... 22, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you're so baby. (laughs) I know. I have this thought, by the way, that, like, after 22, like, the ages are not fun. Like, you know, like, there's the Taylor Swift (laughs) song, like, I'm feeling 22. I'm like, no one, there's no song for anyone who's, who's, that's been written for, like, 23. And if you do, tell me about it. Because I'm like... I'm not even excited to turn 23. Like, last year, Sheree threw me this really nice, awesome party. And this year, I'm like, I don't even know. I think I'll just, like, go to Starbucks and get a coffee. I went to the mall. That's it. Like, I was like, what do I do when I'm 23? Like, I feel like it's so weird with the balloons, like, the big old... Like, I've never done that, so maybe I should do it just once in my life. You know how they... You know, you should know about... I don't do it, because I'm like, no, I can't. The little silver and gold balloons that are bigger than the girl's body. And then do the boomerang with it, like... Do it. I'm making fun of them, but I've never done it, and I kind of want to do it. You should do it just because. I feel like it's one of your dreams. You're just suppressing it. Right probably. Now. <laughs> it probably is. Where do you get some of your creativity, like, for your videos? What inspires you? Growing up, my dad has always been, like, a clown. Like, he always, like, joked around, like, would, like, sing and dance. In oh, the by the way, tell everyone where you're from, by the way, too. Oh, yeah. I'm from <laughs> Atmore, Alabama. Um, hence the accent. Everyone thinks it's from Tennessee, but not every Southern accent is from Tennessee. Is that really where it, what people guess you to I be? I have had so many people like, are you from Tennessee or Kentucky? And I'm like, no, I'm from Alabama. Wait, do that voice again. Oh, you're from Tennessee or Kentucky? Like, like what? that's what, that's how Pensacola people talk. They're like, oh, you're from Tennessee? <laughs> that's how they talk. But I talk I've never like, heard you talk blah, like blah, that. Blah, blah, that's blah, blah. so funny. I talk fast. The more I'm doing the podcast, the more I feel like I'm collecting my friends of different accents. Like, in May, I have a friend, Randa, who's from Texas, and oh my gosh, she has the most beautiful Texan accent ever. And so, like, I've had other friends on the show who are from Alabama, but they do not have your accent. But see... Texan accent, their southern accent is different from our southern accent. Yeah, oh, it's it's totally different. Yeah, Yeah. it's so crazy because people would be like, you're southern, but you don't sound like somebody I know that sounds southern. And I'm like, I'm the southern person that people imagine like they have hay sticking out of their (laughs) mouth. And they're like, there's a gap there on the farm. (laughs) But I love it. I love your accent. I love it sometimes. Whenever I worked in the contact center at Navy Federal, I would always have these old men call in. They were like, oh, I love your accent. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, thanks. What can I help you with? <laughs> <laughs> Divert the subject away from me. Um, yeah. But go ahead. You were talking about your dad. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. No, no, no. So my dad actually was always, like, huge, like, joking around and stuff. Whenever I started doing my videos and stuff, I was like, okay, like, humor has always been my biggest thing. I've always wanted to just make other people laugh. And I think it's just because, like, if I'm dealing with a lot of stress in my life, Mm -hmm. if I can just make somebody laugh, if I can make light of it, then it just makes everything kind of feel like it's okay. Which there's good sides to that, and then there's bad sides to that. I wanted to go on the video, and I'm like, look, if I'm going to watch a video, you have to keep my attention the whole time, because I'm, like, ADD. Like, I'm, like, a squirrel's over here, and I can't focus. But I always, like, I love comedies, because if somebody's being funny... Like, I will watch that thing the whole way through. So I was like, I've got to bring my humor in this. Which sometimes it's hard to do because if I'm talking about a video, like, if I'm talking about anxiety or something like that, obviously there's not going to be a lot of jokes in that video. But 
If I'm just talking about the fact that I read like an easy to read version Bible, because <laughs> I can't understand even English standard version, like, yeah, I got to make a joke of it. So I just wanted everything to be super lighthearted and not super stressful because I feel like we live in such a crazy political climate nowadays where everybody's just too overly sensitive. They are a mix of like all the things you of like very lighthearted, but at the same time, there are some topics where you get really honest and real about it. And I was li- watching your um, the things I learned in 2018. Oh yeah, peace. And it was was trust was another one that you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, where does that come from? Have you no. always been honest? I've always been honest. Um, I haven't been always bold to talk about deep things like that to people. That's a deep video, and I wouldn't even consider that one of my deepest that are to come of this year because I really want to touch on important subjects this year. That was important. So I'm interested (laughs) to hear what more was. And I guess because my mom's always been really blunt, which has kind of gotten her in trouble. Like it's gotten her fired from jobs before. I don't want to almost say like it's blunt. It's just like you're very open and transparent because blunt feels like it gives a negative connotation and you're not. It's the best. It it makes me feel like my thoughts are valid. I grew up in a home to where I was never able to really voice my opinion. It was hard. It was always like, you know, this is what you're going to do. I don't want to hear about it. Like, I was mainly a single child. I had an older brother, but he lives with my grandmother still. I feel like as I grew up, I kind of, like, wanted to overly compensate for that. And I never wanted anyone to feel the way I felt. If I have a friend and they're going through something difficult or if it's in a relationship that's bad... I would rather be like, hey, look, I'm just going to be straight up with you about this and it's because I care and everything, mm-hmm. than just be like, well, that's not my business. I can't watch people sit there and hurt. If I know that God's especially brought me out of a place like that, like I'm like, look, they can get mad at me, but I've, I've got to try to help this person. I've got to try to help them see, hey, like you don't have to be in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> like there are options here. But no, like I think it comes out of a place of just wanting to help people but sometimes I do have to like draw it back and be like okay do you feel like you've ever taken it too far oh yeah all the time (laughs) really (laughs) is that the stuff that doesn't make it into the videos or does it and you just are like oh I shouldn't have done that. yeah there have been videos that I have filmed and recorded probably five times and I still can't upload them because every time I do it I'm like I'm making this about myself or I'll get too political about it and Uh I'll be super like no 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 this is the way it is people need to be like this it's kind of like, like I'm a preschool teacher and it's kind of like with my kids. You can't just expect five children to learn all the same way. School is always hard for me growing up because I'm a kinesthetic learner, meaning I have to do it myself or I'm not going to get it. Like you can read something to me out of a book and I'm going to be like, I don't <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. That's what it's like. Like whenever I have kids... I can't expect this kid to learn from a book and this one also learn the same. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's just a different learning styles. I was more of that too. I had, I knew that if I could do it with my hands, then I could be able to do it. But you said that there's like, there's some things that you, you wish you wouldn't have put out there. There are things I've put out there, but I've taken them off since then. Okay. Because that's something I'm trying to figure out the more I do this on like where I want to stand on like what I'm going to talk about. It's hard because... When you also think, okay, there are other people listening to this, not just my best friends who know me. There Mm -hmm. are, like, people that don't even know me and that are going to form opinions based on what I'm saying in just this one video or, in your case, this one podcast. Mm -hmm. I start to get in my head because I'm like, well, what if people are like, you said this wrong or you didn't quote the Bible correctly in this statement. For instance, I 
in December was like, you know what? I'm going to talk to people about the anxiety that I deal with sometimes. Yeah. And I made this entire video and I like poured myself into this video and it was so good I felt. And then I edited the entire thing. You know, it takes forever to edit. And then I watched the thing back. I never once told people how to actually progress through anxiety. I just talked about anxiety. And that has nothing to do with the message I'm trying to send to people. That has nothing to do with helping people. And people can get offended by this. I don't care. I feel like our generation. Preach. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Jesus said in the end people would get offended. But, you know, (laughs) we kind of say we're in this generation where everyone's open to kind of talk about anxiety and depression and everything. And I'm like, that's great. But then they just want to talk about it and whine about it. And I'll say that because I'm one of them. But then they don't want to fix it. It's like everyone just wants to be heard. And it's kind of like everyone's just being attention seekers from it. That's good for you to want to get help. But you have to actually ask for it. Does that make sense? Like if you're going to post a video. So that's kind of where I was with it. I was just like, look, I can't post content that's not going to help people. Because mm-hmm. if somebody sees that anxiety video, if I posted it saying, oh, I have anxiety and this and this and blah, 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 they're going to be like, yeah, me too. And they're just going to root deeper, deeper into theirs. As opposed to if I post one, which I will, but when I post one about how God helped me with my anxiety or my friends and my community, then people are going to feel empowered to get through theirs. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge contrast, but it's hard to kind of differentiate themselves. You have to remove yourself from the equation and kind of see, okay, how are people going to receive this? So can you speak into anxiety, give people a way of one thing that they can do today to make it a little better? I guess I'll give a kind of a background of where mine came from. I was raised Pentecostal. A lot of people don't know what that is. I always say it's more of a religion-based church over a a Mm relationship-based. That may not be everyone's Pentecostal church per se. That's your truth. But that's the specific churches I grew from. And it was more so the people. Growing up, everything was decided for me. I wasn't allowed to cut my hair. I wasn't allowed to, you know, hang out with friends. I mean, like, a TV was considered, like, the eye of the devil. Like, we just weren't. (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, but we just weren't, you know. I didn't learn about Britney Spears until later on in life. Oh. Yeah, I know. Like, I missed out. (laughs) I didn't really know about her until later. All I I remember... (laughs) All I remember from her is I remember seeing the, the People magazine cover of her with her bald head. That's yeah. all I knew. I wasn't allowed to listen to... What's that song, Toxic? Is it... To- what is it? Yes. What is it called? Toxic? Yeah, it's toxic. Toxic, that's it. I couldn't even think... I was going to say poison or something, but... Same thing. Same thing. Um. Anyway, so I grew up in a really, really strict home, and, like, I wasn't allowed to talk. And that doesn't mean my parents didn't love me. It just means that everything was really, really restricted. As I grew into an adult and I had to start taking responsibility for things, I had everything done for me. Like every decision, I wasn't allowed to make decisions really growing up to the point where like I would get so freaked out. And if I didn't have control over a situation, like I would just lose it and like hyperventilate. And I know it sounds crazy, but just full on panic attack, breathing heavy, crying on the floor, fetal position, feeling like I was going to vomit. I know that's like TMI, but so whenever I went to go work at a contact center, I would get calls, right? I never knew what I was going to get a call about. And with every phone call, I mean, I took four breaks a day just going into the bathroom, hyperventilating and just freaking out. I always say that anxiety and depression go hand in hand. Like when you have a lot of anxiety and you root yourself in it, it goes deeper and deeper to the point where like 
your body's just numb and you just don't need to like get out of bed anymore because you're scared of what the new day is going to bring. And it really is like this mental thing. Like it creates this space inside your head where you can't even focus on your life. I was just like, like, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be able to hold down a real job because I have to take off. Like I don't even take sick days because I know I need those days for when I'm going to have an anxiety attack. Because it's not just like have a panic attack in the closet, go back and do your job. It's like have panic attacks continuously throughout the rest of the day so I can't even go to work that day. For the longest time, I just like went through it. And as a Christian, I was just like, well, this is just something I face. But then it just kept getting worse and worse and worse over the years, especially last year. And that's where trust and faith had to come into play. And, you know, I speak on Joyce Meyer a lot. Which, by the way, I want to say that I just learned that you love Joyce Meyer. It totally makes sense with the way you are. (laughs) What's the thing you love about her? If she's listening, if she's listening, Joyce, please come be on the podcast. If you're listening, Joyce, I would love to come on stage with you. She probably wouldn't have Have us both, Joyce. Please have us both. (laughs) Why do you love her? She's just real. You can tell she's genuine. She doesn't hold anything back. Like, she's going to tell you like it is. That's just like a real Southern mama. I I just related her. She also wasn't perfect. Like, and I'll kind of speak about that for a sec. Like, I knew I wanted to speak. And God put that on my heart whenever I also saw women like Joyce. And especially Joyce. Like, I was like, oh, she's so perfect. She's so great. I want to be just like Joyce. And then I found out it's because she came from a place of like, sexual violence and Mm -hmm. abuse growing up and God put her in that platform to speak to other women and I was like oh my goodness I can do this like (laughs) I've come from like really hard times like I can speak to women that have been through what I've been through and so whenever you come into the Christian church now I feel like sometimes you see people and they look so perfect people aren't being straight up and genuine and honest about what they've done before because they're focused so much on perfectionism that you kind of feel like well I don't fit in with that and so I'm like, dude, I love Joyce because she's like, look, I've been through it, you know? So I was like, I love her because I've been through it too, you know? <laughs> I guess I didn't get an actual realization of what anxiety was and how to overcome it until this January, which is insane because I've always talked about anxiety, but I kind of didn't really, and I guess that's why I never was able to post a video either. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I know how to talk about anxiety like I deal with it all the time, but... I don't know how to tell people, okay, this is how you get over it because I don't even myself know how to get over it. And I was just getting so sick and tired of it to the point my anxiety got so bad that, and I'm gonna just be real here, my work sent me to a therapist for like a week straight and I took a week off of work in January and it was really difficult because in my family, therapy is like a sin. You don't go to therapy because we don't need therapy. Only crazy people need therapy. But I took it and what was crazy is the therapy really didn't even help me. Like, I kind of was able to see things into my childhood, but yeah. And I went through all of this, and I was just like, I've got to catch a break. Like, God, I'm trying here. Relate going back to Joyce, Joyce Myers says, cast your cares. And, like, her husband always says, cast your cares, Joyce. <laughs> it comes from First Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares on the Lord or anxieties on the Lord, mm-hmm. for he cares for you. And I literally, when I think of this verse, I was always like, well, God, I'm trying. And I think of this image of collecting every bit of my worries into my arms and just like hoisting it up to him. But then instead of like hoisting it up to him and just laying it all on him and just not worrying about it, I would just take it back down and I would hold on to it until one day, I don't remember who I was 
listening to, I want to say it was Stephen, is it Stephen Furtick? Stephen Furtick? Yeah. Furtick. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Chris him. loves him. Like, honestly, this is so, gonna sound so bizarre, but like, I wake up in the morning and I hear, the first voice I hear is Stephen Furtick. Yeah. He always has his videos on. It was Billy Graham for the longest time, but oh, now yeah. he's moved on. Like, <laughs> he's like, I got me a new boo. <laughs> I feel like that too when I'm listening when I start listening to one more than the other I'm like I'm cheating on them <laughs> my relationship with Carrie Joe. Yeah. sorry I listened to Amanda Cook this morning <laughs> I know so anyway so whenever I heard him one day and I'm just paraphrasing because I'm not good at memorization y'all I was never the one that got a sticker for memorizing their bible verse that Sunday at Sunday school so I'm like I don't know Job said something <laughs> But he was he was talking in one of his videos, and I was listening to this the week I had taken off work. Yeah. And I was down in the dumps in my bed every day, and um, he said, the only way you're going to get over anxiety is you've got to claim it. Like, you've got to claim the power of Jesus. That makes total sense. So basically what that means, so I was sitting in my car, and it was actually the day, I think, that I was about to go back to work. I was sitting in my car, and I was like, all right. And I was like, Jesus, you are good. I don't have anxiety. It's in your hands. I'm going to have peace of mind. And I just started claiming all these good things. And I sounded like a crazy person. And the person in the red light next to me probably thought I was a crazy person too. But I just had to start declaring all these things over it. And I started doing this daily. And I started like putting myself around people, reading my Bible and reading positive things and watching what I was listening to music wise. Was I listening to depressing, dark music or was I listening to uplifting, powerful music? Was I watching things I needed to be watching? It was crazy because it was kind of like I had to micromanage everything I was doing. But at the end of that week, I felt transformed. I haven't had an anxiety attack since. And I know that's like, oh, well, it's only March. But for me, that's a big deal because you usually can't go two weeks without having anxiety Was it hard to cut those things out? Because I think that's one thing that we always talk about. Like, oh, cut that out. Cut that out if you know it's hard for you. But was it worth it was it worth it like definitely what you did and what do you mean you didn't completely I didn't completely like as far as I still listen to secular music mm-hmm. and things like that but if I know I have a lot of depression and stuff like I strictly just listen to like Christian music that week and I just yeah. I straight listen to podcasts because that's what I knew I needed yeah it wasn't hard if I know this is gonna make me better I would rather do this every day and put in the extra effort to spend time listening to things I need to listen to and claiming things I need to listen to than to be sitting there listening to the enemy say all these hateful things to me about myself, if that makes sense. That makes complete sense. Yeah. And then almost to me, as you're talking about, like, I know that's what I needed. It's like you're taking your medicine. Like, I know that I needed that extra dose of... It is. And of the people, people who are speaking about God on, like, on my behalf when I can't right now. And there were times, like, I couldn't. And I would have to call up somebody. I I mean, you can ask Brie. I went to Brie about stuff. Tiffany Chen. We didn't even know each other. And she. Oh, you um, went to her? Oh, yeah. That's well, right. You texted me Brie, that you went to her. I, she's Brie so good. got her in contact with me. And she, um, it was kind of funny because she actually had texted me. She was like, you need to watch this video by Stephen Furnick. And it was the one <laughs> I had already seen. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, that's such but a then it reminded me, hey, I've seen this video before. I know the truth. It's crazy because I const- I feel like we're constantly having to remind ourselves to make these decisions in our life daily. Like, I'm not going to let this take hold of me. But honestly, it's gotten to a point where I wake up every day and I'm like, the first thing I do is I say, devil, you are not in control. I have authority over you in Jesus' name. 
God come into my heart. I mean, every single morning. Yeah, and that's almost like the prayer of like you're recommitting your life to him, right? Every day is a battle. And I think we forget that because we get caught up in our daily lives. And that's when the devil starts to use anxiety and depression and addiction and things like that to kind of, okay, well, here it is again. And you have to be like, no, bye, like karate chop it away. (laughs) Like... Every time I have a conversation with you, you always bring up spiritual warfare. And I feel like that's a soapbox that God has given you for a specific reason for the people that you're running with. It has been such a good reminder for me to be like, okay, Coley, by the way, like, take it easy because some of these things are not you. Yeah. Now, some granted, you know, my grandmother always said, like, I'd be like, well, that's the devil, you know. And she'd be like, you can't give the devil claim to everything. You got to take responsibility. And that's why I'm saying not all of it. But then I think sometimes... We're so fearful to be like, well, it was because of the devil, mainly because we, other people tell us we're crazy, that we think, well, that's just me getting in my head. No, like, don't think for one second that the enemy's not sitting there whispering in your ear. I had an addiction to porn. It was crazy mainly because I was a girl. And so people were like, you know, there's this whole thing around, oh, well, that's normal for boys, which is kind of bad. Like, it should not be normal for anyone. I had a problem, like, seeing all these things and... And for the longest time, I just thought like I I would just beat myself up about it. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I'm so horrible. And so I went a really long time and I I would constantly How old were you? 13 all the way until, I mean, last year. Yeah. And so last year I was like, I can't keep thinking this is okay. I mean, it wasn't like an every night thing, but it would be like a few weeks and then, you know, and I would slip up. I was like, God, I can't do this. I would daily pray. It was like battle, Mm -hmm. which was crazy because something like that shouldn't be so hard to overcome. But it didn't get hard until like I was tired and it had been a long week or whatever, vice versa. I'd started to get to the point where I was doing good. And I was like, yes, like it's been months and I haven't done this. And I'm so proud of myself. Thank you, Jesus. And then it started happening in my dreams. Like I would have these horrible thoughts Mm -hmm. and that's when it hit me and I got woken up you ever had the Holy Spirit wake you up yeah 3 a.m always always it is always like always 3 a.m this is not in the Bible so don't people don't go look in your Bible for this but I've heard from other women not men they get 3 a.m wake up calls and I don't know why it is when I wake up in the middle of the night and I look at my clock and if it's 3 a.m I say speak Lord your servant is listening like I will say something I'm like what do you have to say to me I remember having God, and I didn't look at the clock. I don't know what time it was. But I woke up from one of those dreams. And, I mean, I had called Seth, and I'm open with Seth about things that are going on. And I was like, Seth, like, I... Seth is your boyfriend. Can we make... Seth is my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> He's <Seth>. my boyfriend. <laughs> yes. I called Seth, and I was like, I've been having these dreams, like, night after night after night. And I just can't stop them. When I wake up, I just feel disgusted with myself, and I can't control it. Anyway, so I'd woken up, and I just felt the Holy Spirit say... That is the enemy attacking you while you're sleeping. It made me realize, oh my goodness, like we take so much responsibility and say, oh, well, you know, it's just me. It's just me. And we put so much blame on ourselves when we forget to realize like the enemy is whispering things in our ear and putting things in our heads stuff too. Like we've got to wake up. I mean, even in the middle of the night, like I sat up and I was like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You ain't going to come up here like that against me. (laughs) And I mean, and ever since then, like I haven't had any problems with it at all and it's been so much better god actually gives us authority over the enemy and we forget that sometimes i wake up sometimes i'm like whatever you ain't gonna mess with me today you're just like a little cockroach go away (laughs) yeah it makes a world of a difference yeah i have the authority to crush the heads of snakes like so good
This episode of Still With You is sponsored by Quinn Sharp Jewelry Designs. Quinn Sharp is an artist who designs handmade jewelry inspired by the ocean and all elements of nature. She would know she lives on the West Coast. She is also a friend of mine and fellow military wife. This week, she is offering a 20% discount off an entire order when you use the code STILLWITHYOU at Quinn Sharp Jewelry Designs. Again, this is a 20% off your entire purchase when you use the code STILLWITHYOU. I love her inverted teardrop hoops and wire wrap rings. Again, you can use the code STILLWITHYOU to receive 20% off your entire order when you visit quinnsharp.com. Speaking of Seth, do you, okay, wait, is there anything else you want to talk about with like anxiety or can we, do you want to talk about dating? No, like if they want to see anything else, they need to go to my YouTube channel. And that's true. I will post one about anxiety soon. I don't know when, but it will be soon. That's true. It's literally these topics that we're kind of like pinballing off. You hit them like hammer on the nail. One of the things I have not talked about on the podcast is dating. Number one, because I'm married, I really don't see like there's a need, but I know that there are people who are dating, who are listening, or people who are single who might potentially be dating, or people who just want to talk about it. What are you learning about through dating, or what's some advice, or just anything you have to share about the subject? I would love to hear it. I have dated every type of person, Mm -hmm. and I have had all different kinds of relationships with guys across the board. There's part of me that's like, I'm not proud of that, but I've learned a lot from it, and that's one of the ways God uses me. Yeah. Ever since my parents got divorced when I was 13, I kind of, you know, when girls have like daddy issues, they'll kind of like run to dudes. Yeah. And so I started dating when I was like 13. I think of it now and I'm like, oh my goodness, I would never let my kid date at 13. But my parents were going through a lot at the time, you know. And so I kind of just was able to kind of leeway, get whatever I want and do whatever I want, which is not good. When I started dating, like... Of course, I had my high school sweetheart, and he was a bad boy and treated me horribly. From that point on, I was like, well, all guys are horrible. I'll just, you know, date whoever I want. And I was just constant guy after guy. I gave myself to these guys because I thought they were not going to stay with me or love me if I didn't do what they wanted me to do, which was crazy to think about because when that all started... It was when I was 13 and I have a 13 year old brother now and I look at him and I'm like, oh my goodness, you're such a baby. The relationship before Seth, I was with a guy for three years. It was kind of on and off. It was really, really emotionally abusive and I would not say that lightly. It actually took a minute for me to actually realize that, you know, he was, there was a lot of lies and he was using drugs and it was just one of those things where it was just like, oh my goodness. I remember just being like, God, I am trying here. But I feel like I'm just not doing anything with my life. Like I'm trying to bring this relationship up. And then I heard someone say, if you're in a relationship, you need to look at it like this. Are you bringing them up or are they bringing you down? And if you can't help them and encourage them and it just keeps bringing you down further and further and further, you need to get away from that because that's a toxic relationship. In friendships, anything. And so I prayed. I remember I was driving down the road to my grandma's house. And I was like, you know what, God? So I talked to him like I talked to my friends because, you know, I'm ghetto at more Alabama. <laughs> and I was like, God, if you want this relationship to be done, literally take the door and slam it shut as hard as you can. But if you want this relationship to thrive and you work on it, then I'm going to need to see you, like, please, like, just come into our relationship, fill it with your Holy Spirit and make changes. 
I think it was like a few days later, I found out all this stuff that he had been hiding from me. And I was like, all right, you know, <laughs> like, bye, peace, peace to the Middle East. Like we're gone. <laughs> and um, that was a door slam to you. Yeah, it was, it was a door slam. It was like no other. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, Jesus, I get it. I get it. Then I felt him pull me into a season of singleness. And he was just like, look, I just need you to just spend some time with me. I need you to work on your relationship with me before anything. Which was hard. Because since I was 13, I had done nothing but date. Yeah. I didn't know how to be single. It was weird to me. It was also nice because I got free time to do what I wanted all the time. Instead of having to worry about meeting this guy here and there. I was just like, wow, like, okay, this is nice. Because I'm getting, you know, used to God and... As soon as we broke up, I had my friend say, hey, like, do you want to come to this new church? I heard about our friend Justin goes to. It's called Liberty Downtown. And I was like, yeah, sure. I've been looking for a new church for a while. We went that Sunday and I just fell in love with how comfortable I could be there and how there was no judgment. And they talked about groups and community and all these people were like, hi. And I was kind of weirded out because I was like, oh my goodness, all these people are talking to me. (laughs) And the introvert in me was like, go away. But then I just felt so comfortable. You know, I was in my season of singleness for a few months there, and I really, really grew in my relationship with God, and I just spent so much time with Him like never before. Then I started going to our young adult group called Access that we have at Liberty Downtown, and it was so nice because I was getting to know these girls, and then I met Seth. Well, actually, rewind. I saw Seth first at a Heart and Soul night, and he was wearing like a jean jacket, and he was in front of me. And my friend Anna was with me. If you ever watch Seth, whenever he's praising and stuff, he's so bouncy and all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I had saw a glimpse of the side of his face. And the first thing I saw was his beard. And I'm a beard girl. I like beards. Do you really? (laughs) I don't know why it's so weird. But I saw his beard. And I was like, and me and Anna looked at each other at the same time. And she looked at me and laughed. And she was like, oh, okay. I know you saw that. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. And I was like, um, That's so funny. I was like, that, you know, he's really nice looking. But then, you know, I'm not the type. I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk to him. So then, of course, I realize, oh my goodness, he's in access. I'm really embarrassing. Like, I embarrass myself really easily and I get very awkward. Me too. And I'll overly talk and I'll just talk about things that don't even matter. <laughs> Cut to having a conversation with Seth about smearing deer blood all over my face. <laughs> Did you do that? Yeah, when you kill your first deer. When you, you did that? You smeared deer blood all over your face? You, It's a ritual. You smear deer blood. Is that an Alabama thing? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was universal. Maybe it's Alabama. Whatever. We I, do much, stuff. I thought that it was something like, I thought you put maybe the deer blood under no, your eyes. You, well, where I'm from, you just slather. <laughs> but I made the mistake. My lips were chapped and I licked my lips. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. I feel like I good. saw that off, like, Red Dawn. I watched the old movie Red Dawn. I think they took a drink of the deer blood. Yeah. Good for you for shooting a deer, though. I've not shot one. I'm not. Yeah. It's too long of a sitting thing. And plus, I just, I don't really. I can't do it now because I feel bad. Oh, really? I don't Which feel bad. Which is insane because, like, my dad's like, you need to come hunting. It's been years. And I'm like, I can't do it anymore. I feel bad. <laughs> Peter has gotten to me. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, from, let's go from deer blood back to dating. <laughs> so cut to, I was having a conversation with Seth that night. I was talking to him about really weird stuff. I want to apologize. And also it'll give me an excuse to talk to him, you know, get my foot, just slip it in the door there. I DM'd him because, you know, as every millennial conversation goes, <laughs> starts no, with Insta. I DM'd him on Insta and I was like, hey, 
so sorry. I know that story was kind of weird about me smearing deer blood on my face. <laughs> I had never had someone that I connected to about so many different interests. Right. Like, even, like, the same indie pop bands we listened to. And he, I was like, you know this band? He was like, yes, like, I love this. And we were just becoming... I just sounded like I was going to cry. I wasn't. I promise I just choked on my spit. <laughs> we were just becoming... <laughs> Shoot up the gut so much. <laughs> and we were becoming best friends. Normally, I feel like compared to other people's, which you shouldn't compare, but compared to other people's relationships, like it's like, yeah, we talked for two months and we took our time and we would have one date a week and da 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 da. But Seth and I were like, oh my goodness, you want to get lunch? Let's talk. Let's talk on the phone all night. And it was just like this. It was so crazy. I think it was nice because for once, I didn't have a guy trying to talk to me because of one reason. Mm-hmm. And he actually cared about what I wanted to talk about. And he was pure and wholesome. Dude, this is a good dude. I do not want to mess this up. You know, like if I mess this up, like I'm going to be single forever. (laughs) The crazy thing is when we started dating, I told Seth, I was like, I need to make a confession. And he was like, all right, whenever I was 18, I made a list. Of everything I wanted my future husband to have. And I made it with God in mind. And I wanted him to be funny. Because I have to have humor in my life. Oh goodness, you're hilarious. How could you not? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I dated crackers in the past, they were so boring and stale. But now (laughs) I date like a fruitcake. (laughs) And, you know, he's so full of life. I don't even like fruitcake. I need to compare them like chocolate cake. Or strawberry cake. I don't know. But anyway, he was just so fun and full of life. And so I was like, okay, that's one thing. He has to lead in our relationship. And Mm -hmm. he does a great job at that. He has to just be loyal and trusting. Because I mean, I would, when we first started dating, he's not going to want me to say this, but I don't care. When we first started dating, I would check his phone because of people I had been with before. Yeah, I was just so like paranoid all the time that he was hiding something or, and it was hard because he was like, he wasn't used to this. I mean, Seth had not dated for years. So we were coming from two different oh, yeah, two universes different worlds, of yeah. dating. Obviously, like this is God has brought us together. You have everything on my list. Yeah. No joke. And I mean, I have a hard list. You know, there's a lot more. I just can't remember any of it. <laughs> it, it was kind of crazy. And one of the things where he has to have a beard on the list. Seriously. Mm, yeah. Mm. But it was so weird, like looking at my relationship now compared to relationships I guess you would call them worldly relationships that aren't centered around God. It's very different because whenever I was in youth, when I was in high school, I was going through a breakup and I went to my youth pastor, Brian. I was like, Brian, like I'm just going through so much. He was like, Autumn, your relationship should be like a trying a love triangle. And I was like, what? And he was like, you know, God should be in the center at one point and then you at the other and the guy at the other, and it should all form a triangle yeah. together, and you should meet in the middle with God at the center of it. And it just made sense. And I was like, okay. He was like, I mean, Autumn, relationships are made for God. They're just not made to, of course they're made to enjoy each other's company and everything, but it's made to come together and glorify God together as one unit. And once I was able to kind of see that, I was like, that makes sense. Whenever Seth's going through really tough times, I'm able to be there and just pray with him like this morning you know he just started his new job basically this week and so this morning I was like you know what we gotta pray on the way to work I'm like driving down the road 
um, doing my makeup on the phone with him driving. <laughs> You're one of those people. I'm one of those people, but I'm skilled at it. Okay. No, I've seen. I've seen you with that with that ring light. You do an amazing job. No, I'm I'm skilled at driving doing my makeup. I don't care. <laughs> I'm saying makeup. you're skilled with makeup. I'm, are you kidding? You literally, your eyebrows always are all together. Oh, f- all my, together, it always. Took years of learning. I had a unibrow before. <laughs> no, you <laughs> didn't. Shut up. Yes, I did. But you, you will s- never see pictures because there's no evidence. <laughs> I deleted it all. But anyways. You so, do know how to do your makeup really well, though. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It was really awesome to be able to see a relationship compared to what I had always been in. And, like, that's, like, my best friend. And we yeah. can do nothing but encourage each other and love each other. And I had never had that before. I never had somebody to where I could have in-depth talks about God and things like that. And it's just, like, so much love. He understands it. Whereas, like, when I would talk to guys about God before, they were just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't say anything. So whenever I see these girls now that are in those relationships, even some of my friends, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. I promise there is so much better out there for you. The hardest thing is you have to wait on when God wants to put that guy in your life. And most of the time, the reason is because God wants to work on your relationship with him first before you're able to be fully equipped to get in a relationship with a guy. Because if you get in a relationship with a guy, a guy, and you're not confident and bold in your relationship with God first, you're going to put all of your confidence and almost idolize the guy that you're with. And I also had to see it as, I love Seth with all of my heart, but God will always come first, no matter what. No matter what's frustrating, like, if there comes a day, which I know this will never happen, but if There comes a day where Seth's like, I can't do this anymore. You know, I don't want to be with you. I'm not going to be like, oh, you're all I have to live for. No. Like, God is what I live for first and foremost. These girls nowadays, and I was one included, we all, like, just put all of our heart into these relationships with other guys. When we forget that that is not where our heart should be focused. Our heart should be solely focused on the confidence and love of God for us as his daughters. Dana Gresh, she's an awesome author. Oh my gosh. You, you know Dana her? Gresh? I have Yay! her book literally like right over there. Um, have you seen her book, Get Lost? Mm-mm, but I, was, I know The, the Secret it. Keeper. And there's a few it. others by her. But I also watched some of her videos growing up too. So she's actually the one that had me, her book, Get Wait, Lost. have you met her? No, but like reading the book, I always talk about people like I know them, like I know Joyce Meyer and stuff. <laughs> You know, me and Joyce the other day. You were the first person in years that I knows about Dana Gresh. Okay. No one I know knows about her. So this girl. Yeah, she's the the one who taught me. What? She's the one who taught me when you put your hand to your chest. Like, my neckline, where my neckline should be. About modesty. Like, all the modest rules that we can laugh at, but they're so important. They taught me so much, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I love her. She has this book called Get Lost. And that's also where where she put the the list. She said, make a list of everything you want and pray over it. And so I prayed over that list. And I'm like, yes, I truly know that God did everything on that list. I know that's what it was. And it was a godly list. So Dana Gresh talks about how you're kind of like the bride of Christ. And when I first read it, because I had never heard it before reading it in her book, I was like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> like, you don't want to be the bride of Christ. Like, he doesn't get married. But, you know, I was... 18, uh, 17, and I thought about it in a different context of, like, you should see yourself as pure, and, like, that is your relationship you should focus on first and foremost. I took it as, oh my goodness, I was actually idolizing these guys that I was with to the point where I was putting their needs 
and their spiritual needs and everything before my own. So if they were in a context of they were doing whatever they wanted to do, guess what? I did the same things they did. If they were doing drugs, guess what? I was doing it with them. If they were partying, guess what? I was right there with them. Whereas Seth's like, I'm like, I don't want to go to church today because I'm so tired. And he's like, no, we're going. And I'm like, oh, but I'm tired. But he still has me go. And like, we hold each other accountable. Yeah. And it's so, so different. So whenever I see girls and they're going through relationships like that, where they're like, I'm just going through a hard time and he doesn't value me. I'm like, get out. It's like that movie. Get out. (laughs) Go. Run far away. And I know it's hard, but honestly, give it a few weeks and you'll be fine. Okay? Your life will not be over. You will, God will bring you to a better place and he will bring a good dude along because the worst thing you can do is stay in that relationship and miss out on the relationship God really had for you. Yeah, say that. That is the worst thing. Literally, it's not the heartbreak. It's the worst thing to stay, right? It's the worst thing to stay. Because I remember looking back on it and I'm like, there's a part of me that's like, I grew from it from it because now I appreciate my incest relationship that much more. But then there's part of me that's like, why did I not just leave the first red flag? When you see those red flags, that's not you freaking yourself out and psyching yourself out. Those are actual literal, that's God. It really is. Like I always say, like your conscience that tells you that's not a good idea. Like that little angel on your shoulder. That is God saying, hey, you need to go girlfriend because this ain't, this ain't where you need to be. I don't know. I just got ghetto all of a sudden. <laughs> I know I say ghetto, but literally like that's just how we talk where I'm from. <laughs> maybe it's just me and my mom. You need to do a video on, on dating and... All the topics that we just hit right there. Yeah. You've got your work cut out for you, girl. There's so much that you are you are equipped in talking about. It's a learning thing. I think the one of the biggest things you can pray for is wisdom. But if you pray for wisdom, be prepared. Yeah. Because God's about to put you through some crap. Like I'm I know that I don't know if I should say crap in the same context of God's name, but God's gonna put you through some stuff if you ask for wisdom. Because the beginning of this year I was like, God, would you just give me wisdom? And then a second later, I was like, oh, no, what did I just pray for? <laughs> but that's what spiritual warfare that you're talking about, which honestly yes. should be the fuel that you're going in the right direction. Yeah. So because where there's resistance, there's breakthrough. Mm-hmm. I coin it as this is my phrase, but Seth said somebody's probably said it before. But God will let you fall, but he will not let you fail. Seriously. Like he's going to let you fall because he wants you to learn and grow. And because sometimes we just stupid and we fall on our own and we just <laughs> keep making the bad choices over and over again. But he's like, look, I'm going to get you through it, but I'm not going to let you just suffer. But you've got to take that responsibility and reach out and grab him. Because he's, he's a teacher. For it. Yeah. He, he's a teacher. And so sometimes he's a teacher and, a, and he's a dad and a and dad. S- yeah. And sometimes you have to, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a mom. What's a good analogy? I was going to say, sometimes you got to run and like skin your knee before you realize that you shouldn't it's be running like, that ha- fast or I don't know. That's a stupid one. It's kind of like when a kid comes to you and they say, mom, can I cut with scissors? And they're like two years old and you say, no. And they say, but why not? And you say, because I said so. Just trust the fact that I know that you're going to cut your fingers off and that it's not going to be good. Yeah. Because guess what? Then you're going to cut your fingers off. Then we're going to have to go all the way to the hospital, glue them back on, sew them back on. It's going to be a big ordeal. And if you don't learn from that and just trust me, then the next time it's just going to happen over and over again. Just trust me in the first place. And I think that's what God says to us. Like, hey, sometimes we question it too much. And we're like, but why God? And he's like, just trust me. 
I know better. I think we like to be like, I'm in control and I have this perfect little plan and this Pinterest board for my life. <laughs> I don't know why Valley Girl is my go-to talk. Yeah, I was going to say, you go from like <laughs> ghetto mama to be like Valley Girl. basic. <laughs> and God always constantly, every single month brings me back to reality of, I am in control, and the sooner you realize that, the easier things will get. (laughs) I feel like we bring it on ourselves a lot of the time because we're like, no, this is my plan, and I have to stick to it. But I would much rather follow God's plan than my own because he knows way better, and he's probably not going to get me in as much trouble as I'll get myself (laughs) into. Yeah, but you learned that. You didn't always know that. No, it was from a lot of uh, (laughs) bad choices. I wouldn't recommend anyone follow the choices I made. We were talking about earlier, there is no level of sin. Not one sin is worse than the other. And so as I'm sitting here, be like, but you learned that. It's like, no, well, I learned that too. I don't want people to think that I'm sitting here be like, you learned that, Autumn. Mm -hmm. No, I learned that too with the things that I'm not sharing because there's not time for it right now. The most important thing I learned is that learning not only comes from the word, but the biggest way I learned every single life lesson I've learned was just this right here between you Talking. and I. Best way you can learn and gain confidence and really teach each other is through community. I've always kind of known this through my friends, but whenever I went to Liberty, I noticed that they really teach about community. And at first I was like, that's kind of stupid. Because <laughs> I was like, you don't really need to be in a group. And I don't think necessarily you need to be in a group per se. But I do think you need to have a few people, at least one person that you can go to and be open about everything that you're going through, not be able to hold anything back. Most likely someone who's older and wiser and someone that you've non- known has possibly gone through it. And to just talk with them and learn from each other. I learned mostly from going to women that have been through it and being them being like, this is what God spoke into my life about that situation. And me being like, you know, aha moment. Seth and I have an argument because Seth thinks. I love when you guys, you explain these different oh, things about like goodness. how your personalities contrast. Seth, correctly. we love each other. It sounds like we hate each other by the way I talk, but we love each other. We, we have debates. Yeah. I say there's no stronger bond than a woman, like two Christian women getting together and having a talk because that talk will last 10 years freaking hours 10 years yeah 10 years (laughs) but seth thinks that the guy's bonds are way stronger oh well he just doesn't know yeah he doesn't know he probably doesn't out because as long as my phone conversations last (laughs) but i just think there's just nothing like a conversation with a woman when you and i first met and we met in that coffee shop when i was the nanny and i had jack with me yeah it was like we had known each other for years you're so easy to talk to, though, Autumn. Like, oh, it's, is it? You, no, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%, but I'm oh, saying... Oh, it's just me. I'm saying, like, you definitely are so relatable and so friendly. And I want to tell people that when they watch your videos, what you see is what you get. Like, you're not faking yeah. any of that. Just as much as you put your heart into talking to your audience, you were just with me, and you were giving me just much attention as you do when you have your videos going. I look at it now... And I'm like, dude, I can't even count on like all of my fingers and toes how many good godly women I have in my life. Like it's more than that. It's like list on list on list of women I can talk to. And Seth told me that. He was like, Autumn, he's like, you don't know how blessed you are to have that many women to just relate to on all ages, all levels. You didn't by accident wander into that. You took what you had, which was you prayed 
and then you got a spiritual friend and then you said, I see what she has. You opened yourself up to that environment. It's like preparing for a test. You have to prepare and you have to go and put in the hard work to kind of receive all that. So I don't want Mm -hmm. you to think that you, you got the blessing, but you worked for it too. I had to learn to be vulnerable. Yeah. And I think if you're going to have a relationship with Christ, you have to learn to be vulnerable, even when you don't want to be. Yep. So when God first spoke to me about being a speaker, I was at a conference my senior year and I saw this woman come on stage and she spoke her entire testimony. And I was just like, this is amazing. (laughs) I was like, Jesus, this is what I want to do in my life. God like spoke to me. And he was like, this is what I can use you for, but I've got to prepare you. So you're going to have to go through some stuff first. I remember from that point on, I was such a hardened individual. And now I've become one of the most vulnerable, sensitive people that I know to the point where I'm like, let's talk about our feelings (laughs) like all the time. Whenever my job had sent me to therapy, I was like, this is dumb because I have therapy. I can call one of my girlfriends up and we can sit there and go to a coffee shop and I can just let it all out. You have called me before. Yes. And we can just let it all out. And I feel so much better afterwards. When I went to that therapist, no offense to her, but I didn't get nothing out of that. I just stared at her big old goldfish. She had this like 10 pound goldfish (laughs) in this tank behind her the whole time. And she asked about my childhood. And I was like, all right. (laughs) The biggest message I can just send to anyone is wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, just be open to God's love. And be open to the fact that God may show you his love through other people. Yeah. Because I know that's hard, especially when you want to shut everybody out. Because that's what I was always quick to do. We need each other. You have such a cool thing going here. And I'm so excited to see where it goes. Oh, I really do. You. Yeah. The only way we're going to be able to really learn and really see our growth is by not looking forward, but looking back at how far God's brought us. Yeah. I did a lot of reflecting. I didn't know that I had... 20 something episodes i never dreamed that in the beginning yeah and i, I mean, bet you didn't think that with that by the end of what 2018 you'd have a it's a ring light that's what it's called right <laughs> oh and let me say something about this of oh, your videos your eyes are like <laughs> magnets your eyes draw people in i know that's crazy but They're there's captivating they are <laughs> they're so like i'm like that ring light makes the makes them just sparkle so much, but it's like it's you definitely have like the entire persona Stop for it. video. Kind of like what I said to you a while ago when we were at Chick Fil A eating pregame on Chick Fil A for this. It's good. Yeah, you are really the reason why I was like I gotta do more of my videos. You have to because it was making me like feel bad because I was like she's sticking with it, man. So I have no excuse. Like I gotta stick with mine. Because Coley's like, got a new podcast, got a new podcast. And I'm like, crap. <laughs> videos. Do I really like, sound like that? On no, my that's just my, that's just my thing. I'm so laughing That's at my you. imitation so of other girls. Really inspired me because I was like, you know what? Coley's got a lot going on in her life too. So I have no excuse. And I think that's awesome that we can encourage each other even without literally verbally encouraging oh, each other. Oh, and like, you have every excuse because you have video. I can't even imagine if they saw me every it's bad enough for me to get an instagram story i'm like oh yeah i gotta go promote that but i don't know how you do video i am so encouraged by you that you are can i say brave enough like i mean there's nothing for you not yeah, to be hard. brave enough but i'm like how in the world like <laughs> what i pimple, ever do you know how hot it is <laughs> to, like, oh, i can't I, all i'm saying is your eyes so like you have such a good video face that i'm like if i ever were to wander into that i'm like how 
God, are you going to use that in, with me? I don't feel like that's my lane. And if it is, it's not yet. I feel like it's harder for you, though, from my perspective, because you have to schedule times to meet with people. You have to prepare questions to have to people. Honestly, you want to know something? Half the time when I do my videos, I go off script. Well, so do I. We had notes and we we're definitely, I'm asking more things. But you had can... like an, you had a rough draft. Yeah. Like what we did in high school. You know, we did the rough draft before the essay. I never did the rough draft, which explains my video. <laughs> <laughs> but I like them that way. I like them raw. I like them. And then way. I'll just go and edit around it. And there are times, like, in my videos where I say things, I'm like, mm, that maybe wasn't good, but the whatever. The best <laughs> one that people have to go watch is when you're talking about your favorite things of January of 2018, and you show up in those mom jeans, and you're just, <laughs> of last year, I yes. I was correcting you, but I was But, wrong. like, that, in essence, I was like, you are so funny. And it's so good. not fit me anymore, because I put them in the dryer. Guys, you should not put your jeans in the dryer. Okay, they get smaller. This is so weird because I've watched your videos and then like how you're doing your facial expressions are like everything that I've seen in your videos. And I'm like, this is so funny. I make the craziest facial expressions in the world. I love it. And it's really a problem because I'm a preschool teacher. If a kid's doing something ridiculous, like you're not supposed to make a facial expression, right? You're supposed to say like neutral. But I can't help it. And I'll be looking at kids like, what is wrong with you right now? And Cherie's looking at me like, fix your face right fix now. It. But yeah, I'm just excited to see where this goes with you. You are just literally a gem in my life and I love you so much. Thank you. So good. Okay, tell everyone the title of where they can find you on YouTube. Yes. So, Which we will have all of this below in the show notes. Click all the links and I will take you to all things that we talked about in this podcast, but specifically Autumn. But tell everyone just if they're just like, hey, I'm looking it up right now. It's going to be my first and middle name, quite opposite to contrary belief. My middle name is Lachey, not my last name because my Instagram handle is Autumn Lachey. Everyone thinks that's my last name. It's going to be your stage name. It literally you. <laughs> my, my stage name. It's Autumn Lachey, so I really could, was trying to figure out something creative, and that was the best I got was I love name. it. There you have it. Autumn Lachey, can I ask you the final question? Yes. The podcast is called Still With You, so where is God still with you, Autumn? I pray for peace every single day of my life. But recently, I discovered, because that's how I, I feel with my connection to God is peace. I just feel of him like wrapping his arms around me and loving me and just comfort. God being with me and everything, peace means no matter what, your day may still be, you still may be at the same horrible job you were at yesterday, but you can have peace and confidence knowing that he's got you. And that's what peace means. Like no matter what, no matter where I am in any walk of life, he had me when I was 13 and I was a loner and I was an outcast. He had me when I was 15. I was going off the wall wild and he has me now when I'm 22 trying to figure out my life and future marriage and everything. And so he's constantly been a reminder of no matter what, you can count on me and you can trust me through everything. Always, no matter what, count on God. Thank you so much, Autumn, for being on the podcast. I cannot tell you what joy you have brought within this last hour to me. Thank you. And just thank you for your friendship as well. I've enjoyed being here. Thank you for bringing me on the podcast. You're so amazing. I can't wait to see how much further God brings you through this. I mean, he really is anointing things through this. You just have no idea. I'm just going to reflect right back because I'm telling you, there are more people watching you than what you think. You have this amazing rich soil right in front of you. I know that you're already planting seeds, but like, I just can't wait to see it grow too within you. So from a creative to creative and girlfriend to girlfriend, love you so much. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. <laughs>
Oh, I just love Autumn. Recording this episode with her was so much fun. And again, can we just praise her accent for a second? It is so beautiful. Hey, if this episode inspired you or spoke to you, would you consider sharing it with a friend? Maybe send it over to someone who could be encouraged in their current season. I'm sure they would thank you for it. If you are new to listening to the podcast, welcome. Again, I'm Coley, and I would love to connect with you. Some of the ways you can do this is by visiting my website, coleybrowning.com, or you can also follow me on social media. There I am at Coley Browning. That's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning Like the Rifle. Let's be friends, and friends support one another, right? So if you would be so kind, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review for the show on iTunes or follow it on Spotify. This helps more than you know in keeping still with you on platforms such as iTunes and Spotify. And thank you in advance for doing that. Again, a huge thank you to Autumn Lachey. I'm so excited about this episode. Be sure to subscribe to her YouTube channel and follow her on all of the platforms on social media. Links to connect with her will be in the show notes available at coleybrowning.com. Guys, I'm always so excited to come on here and share with you all some of the people who are encouraging me in my real life on a daily basis through friendship and through Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. Go out, laugh, and live freely. Be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you. Oh.